everybody, and welcome to the Irish NFL Show. It's time for the Week 14 preview. So we have a big weekend ahead, lads. Uh, big race for the playoffs is starting to heat up here, in fairness. Got a couple of teams who could even be booking their places there to the dance. I think you say booking a place to the dance, Colin. I've heard uh, that's your your phrase of choice. So uh, what we have is uh, coming up is seven divisional games. A couple of bit of interest. One of Brady going back over to the West Coast to face his his boyhood team, uh, and uh, Tua versus Herbert on the Sunday night football. So there's a there's a fair amount of us to to, to unpack here tonight. Uh, and I should mention also closing out the show tonight. We have an interview with Christoph Pink. He is now. Let me sure make sure I get this right. Director of Quantitative analytics from points bet now that is quite the job and he's obviously points bets a partner of the irish nfl show and uh, by the way they are hiring for tech roles right now so check out pointsbet.ie so uh, stick around for that at the end of the show and also just to mention brian and mark who's not with us tonight caught up earlier today to preview uh, the la uh, raiders game with the sorry, the la game between the raiders and the rams uh, and you'll be able to catch that wherever you find podcasts that went out this afternoon already all right with that preamble done uh let's get down to business so uh let's talk about some of these 6 p.m games the first one we're going to talk about is the big divisional clash in the afc east so uh the jets are going to face the bills and the jets beat the bills last month uh, in the first matchup so i guess the question is can they do it again so maybe brian let's hear your take on it and i want to hear your pick as well this week yeah it's a very interesting game this weekend uh, jets are in the uh, wild card spots at, in the seventh place um having had a difficult loss last weekend against the vikings and the bills are back as the number one seed potentially the number one seed in the afc top of the division you're right, they played each other last month, I think it was early November, uh, the Jets got the better of them in 2017. In that particular game, I think what the Jets would have to do, did then and will essentially have to do again, is find ways to keep this explosive Bills offence off the field. Uh, the two running backs that day, Robinson, who was traded from the Jags earlier in the season, he had 48 yards and a touchdown, and Carter, their running running back, had 76 yards and, and a touchdown. Run-orientated offence, that might change this weekend. We spoke about on Mike White uh, on Monday, the, the guys were wearing the T-shirts in support of their new quarterback. I'm going to challenge that and had a bit of a bit of a yeah. poke at the Jets fans over that. But he did throw for 258 yards in this game last year. Um, he had a he kind of he had a poor game in the sense he threw four interceptions, but he he has put up yards on this team and this seems to be a team now that wants to move towards a more attacking-minded offense. So it would be interesting to see if they change the dynamic of what they did in the game last month for the Bills. Look, they've rebounded well since they had two defeats. Uh, won again there last week. They're coming off 10 days rest after playing the Patriots on a Thursday. And Gabriel Davis, Stefan Diggs, these players have been really explosive. Kind of went off in a little bit period during the season when they were losing games, but they've rebounded well. It's a tough one. It generally, uh, people like from a betting perspective, it's quite a, a strong line, nine and a half points. So essentially, what they're saying is the Bills should win by 10 or more. I see it's been a little bit closer than that, but I would have to side the home team. The Bills are arguably the favourite for the Super Bowl. They were at the start of the season, they probably still are. I think they'll find a way to win this game on Sunday. And All put right. the Jets in a, in a precarious situation in terms of whether they can make the playoffs in the long run. Okay, so Bills, you're calling Bills. Very good. Colm, how about you? What's your thoughts on the game and what's your pick? Yeah, kind of. this is a, a, a certainly an interesting game and both 
teams. I think obviously the we're talking. Brian mentioned the the game uh, a month ago, but both teams in uh, different places now. Brian has talked about Mike White and the, them wearing the the t-shirts. But earlier today, that kind of feel good factor that they have with Mike White continued. Uh, he was doing his um, press conference where the the QB. So once a week, at least once a week, the NFL mandate that the QB has to talk to the media. And Mike White was talking, and Elijah Moore and Michael Carter uh, both rocked up uh, to interrupt the, the press conference with their own questions. And uh, Elijah Moore asked um, Mike White what he thought of the wide receiver room. And Mike White went through each of the wide receivers and pretended to forget about Elijah Moore's existence until the very end. Everyone uh, laughed, everyone enjoyed it. So they're dead. The, the movement, the move away from Zach Wilson and the way in which that has kind of um, energized the, the, the locker room is telling. Um, I, I don't think Mike White is the answer for the team long term, but I think what this probably has answered is that Zach Wilson is, is not it. And I saw some rumors this week um, that they may be willing to potentially move Zach Wilson on to um, to the Broncos because uh, the the Broncos obviously could be looking for somebody. Uh, he's on a you know a rookie deal and uh, plays a similar style uh, to Russell Wilson. Some would say a similar ability to Russ this year as well. Um, but look, this this is I suppose how does the Bills? Um, defense respond and the team respond to the, the news about Von Miller's ACL injury during the week. A huge, huge loss with, with Von going out. He was brought in um, really for December, January, February football. That's what they wanted him for, um, but they, they won't have him. I think yeah, I, I think it's one of those games I really could see um, but you know, I, I I understand Brian is right that the Bills are favourites, but I re- I can see the Jets going in there and and getting a result. I think Salah has done an excellent job, and I think that the this um, Jets defense is really really good. Um, I I don't believe either that the um, Bills have the running game that the Vikings had last week. The, what does concern me, I suppose, is the fact that the the Bills have had the rest and this is the Jets' second consecutive road game. But I'm, why, why, why not go for it? I, I, I've had it as a coin fly, um, toss game all week, so I'm going to say that Robert Sala and the Jets are going to do the double over the Buffalo Bills. Mm, all could, right. We could, I, I could end up looking silly for that with the Bills putting up points. But I think after last week's loss, the Bill, the Jets need a win. So I'm going to say, yeah, they managed to eke one out. Okay, very good. Brian, I saw you itching to say something there. Do you, did you have a, a throwback there? I, I, I never got an opportunity to say I'm loving Collins retro where uh, Broncos jumper tonight. Um, yeah, nice. He, 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 he's shown me on that one. I hadn't heard that, that rumor milled around 
Zach Wilson potentially going to Denver. What Colin has, has failed to answer or throw into his comments is whether he would be happy with that particular uh, deal. If, if it was no, okay, we're, no, that's cleared okay. that up, Cala. That's, that's, cleared a, up that's a strong Broncos <laughs> shake of the head there. Okay, fair enough. All right, so we have a call for the Jets and we have a call for the Bills. And for what it's worth, uh, I'm going to go for the Bills, seeing as that's how I got into American football. I'm not basing it on anything other than that. Jim Kelly I, was. I, was I didn't day. expect uh, Cala. Sorry, I, I know Colin always tends to. We all have our games where we see different views and uh, I just didn't expect this one to be the one off oh, straight off the bat where Colin would be going against against me this week. I tell you. Tell you. All right, right. We get we started in a contrarian way. So let's let's move on to the, the AFC North uh, matchup. So we have the Browns going to the Bengals. Um uh, coming off that big win against the Chiefs last week, the Bengals. Um now from what I can see here, it seems the Browns have won the last five times here in this matchup. So uh, what do you think? Can the Bengals break the streak? Maybe I'll go to you first this time, Colm. What do you think? Yeah, this is, it's one of those ones, Cala, where you're kind of caught because there are these jinxes that exist within the sports world writ large, yeah. I suppose, that certain teams always seem to win no matter how they're playing or what is happening they always seem to to be able to to get the the victory and you would say the browns certainly had a, a lot of luck last weekend because they didn't play particularly well against the texans but the texans you know managed to be their their own worst enemy as you know seem you know recurring theme uh, there in houston um the the, the Bengals are really coming into form at the, the right time. And when you, you look around the league, I think Burrow is playing at a level equal to, to anyone at there at the, the moment. Talked a little bit about it on Monday Night Show. If the Bengals were to win out, that you know he could make a late push for that MVP race. Mm. And I'm going to, to say that the Bengals realize that you know they... They are in with a real shout, potentially if they were to win out of even uh, the the number one seed, though I think that it is unlikely. But I am going to say that Joe Burrow's magic alongside Jamar Chase, alongside T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, will mean that the Bengals manage to uh, stop the Browns from making it six in a row. Okay, so Bengals it is. And that topic of who's in the conversation for MVP, I think that's one I'd love to pick up at another point because I think there's some interesting ones you've you've even thrown out between Monday and tonight as well. All right, uh, Brian, how about you then? So we have a we have a call for the Bengals. What do you see it that way, or do you see the Browns holding on to it and keeping the streak going? No, I, I'm in line with Colm on this one. Um, I was quite surprised. Colm is right. You get, get these jinxes in the league as, as we touched on on Monday. Three wins in a row against the uh, the Chiefs in the space of twelve months for this Bengals side. Yeah. Since Stefanski took over as head coach of the Browns, and he's had some struggles, and he's had some difficult times, and obviously there's been a lot of upheaval there, and then obviously the Sean Watson factor that he, he was suspended for the first eleven games. Yeah, they played each other all those times in which he's been head coach. He's beat this Bengals side. Uh, Colin has alluded to the, this explosive offense. Yes, they're one of the, the best in the league right now. They're averaging 271 yards per game. And bearing in mind that Jamar Chase, who's arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league, if second, not second to Justin Jefferson, hasn't played for a number of those games. That says it all. It looks like Joe Mixon, their, their running back, who's been out with concussion. He had five touchdowns in one game last month. And they've, in fairness, they've had uh, 
Panin stepped in and done really well, but he looks like he's going to come back this weekend. So they're getting all the players back on offence. And defensively at home, whilst they're not getting the sacks we saw last year, they're 28 in the league on sacks. Last year, at this stage of the season, they were eight in, sack, eight in terms of the, the ranking. But um, they seem to be coming together at the right time. Collaboratively as a group, defensively and offensively, we've seen real improvements. And I wasn't impressed with the Browns last week. The, you know, Sean Watson came back. In fairness, he's been, he was rusty. He only had 131 yards. But the Browns haven't played really well at all this season. They won the week before that against a Bucks team that gave that game away. I'm struggling to see how they can win this game. The only thing I would say is when they, their run game, they've a dynamic run game, two really strong running backs, and when they play together and they, they focus on the run, they can they can keep the other offense off the field. In the game which they played on Monday night this season, combined as a unit, the two running backs went for 176 yards, and they knocked the stuffing out of Bengals that night. I don't see it that way this time around. I think this Sunday the Bengals finally break the course, essentially, which they've had against the Browns for quite some time, and win this game. Okay, so two, two, both for the Bengals. That's going to jinx it now, isn't it? Um, I, I know how this podcast goes. Mark, um, Mark okay, is the Beng- Mark is on the Bengals as well, Callie. I see. There you go. Okay. Well, look. We're jinxing I, I, all right. Uh, I'll just for the sake of non-jinxing, I'll say the Browns, even though I don't have a really dog in this fight. But that's okay. All right. Game number three. Then this is a big one for both of the sides. So it's it's the Vikings who are ten and two at the moment. And they are heading up there to Motor City to to play the Lions, who are on a five and seven record. Now, even despite those records, it was interesting. I saw that the the Lions are actually the bookies' favourites on this one. Um, so there's a there's an interesting matchup coming here. Um, maybe I'll go go back to you straight away, Brian, and and talk talk to me about this one. Where where do you see it going? Yeah, I was surprised to see the Lions' favourite. We spoke highly of the Lions on, on Monday night in terms of how successful they were last weekend and quite successful over the course of the season with their offence. I mean, last Sunday, nine drives, eight touchdowns, and the final drive was them taking the essentially scored in every drive. The punter didn't punt the ball once in the game. And I was looking through little notes and nuggets as to why their favourites. Um, there was a similar game a few weeks ago when the Vikings were playing the Cowboys. They were home, and the Cowboys yet were favourites, and the Cowboys knocked the stuff out of the Vikings. The Vikings defensively over the past four games have given up over 400 yards of offense, 486 yards in, in against that in that Cowboys game as well. The Lions are playing really well offensively. They're bringing J- Jameson Williams back. He's the first round pick last year who was more of a long-term play. They took him. They knew he was injured. They didn't know when he was going to come back. It looks like he's going to come back this weekend. And we spoke on Monday about the amount of games in which the Vikings have been so close in yet finding ways to get over the line and win them. And it looks like the kind of game where if they have a right matchup against them with an offense that's as explosive as the Lions, they won't they won't be able to live with the Lions team. But the problem is it's the coaching for me. Dan Campbell had his best game last weekend as head coach. His defense had his best game since he took over. The game prior to that against the Bills on Thanksgiving Day, that game was there to be won and bad coaching in the last two minutes of the first half and at the end of the game. I know it's not necessarily linked game for game, but you're asking me right now which head coach I trust, I trust the head coaches in his first year that has a team at 10-2 and two going in, despite not being favourites. They played each other in week three of the season, finished 28-24, close game, similar scenario. Lions had it there to be, to win. The Vikings found a way of pulling it out. I see the same thing on Sunday, I think. Really close game, high-scoring game. I think it'll come down potentially to the last score, but I'm siding with the Vikings to go 11-2. All right, Vikings it is. All right, Colm, how about you? What's your take on it? 
Yeah, this is one um, where, and kudos to Dan Campbell and what the Lions have have done, because I um, am very jealous of the Detroit Lions offense. And I wish that my team had an offense that was even half as effective. Uh, the the only uh, concern perhaps for the Lions is that, um, you know, they now, they probably thought I, I would have imagined that Jared Goff was going to come in, Jared Goff was going to stick around for two years, and then they draft, you know, Jared, Jared Goff's uh, replacement. But Jared Goff might be playing so well that he he will take them out of contention for one of those top quarterbacks. And um, Jared Goff might be playing so well that they could win this game against the Vikings. Then uh, next week, they go on the road to the Jets, depending on how the Jets uh, get on against the, the Bills. That could be that the Jets are on a downer, or maybe it's a big emotional game for the Jets. And after that, you know, they, they let their guard down a little bit. The, the Lions could be in playoff contention, but there's a long way to, to go to that. Uh, I would say this is, I would expect this to be a very high scoring game. Uh, we know the Lions defense hasn't been great. We've seen them give up an awful lot of points. I was uh, in Minnesota to see the Vikings who were phenomenal on offense, uh, but who did give up a huge number of big plays and uh, who have done that throughout the the season it will be fun uh, certainly um, I have little doubt about that but um, for me I'm gonna um, go with the the Vikings as well because the the two losses have been blowout losses and they have been to two teams who I think will go to the the playoffs and there is something about a team that have had so many one score wins and they find ways to win. And that is such a transformation from last year under Mike Zimmer. It is a game where Lions fans, I would not be surprised if you were to get the, the victory in this. And uh, I, I wish, as I have said, my, my team's offense was half as good or that was going in that sort of direction. Remember that they have, um, some uh, their top pick to to come in there as as well, really, and to have the opportunity to um, really get going. So uh, I think there are good days ahead for the Lions. I, I think the Vikings can get the victory on the road and essentially, you know, lock up completely the division. Very good. All right. So both of you, Vikings. What did Mark call it? Or have we jinxed this one as well, Brian? We have, yeah, Mark is on the Vikings as well. Last okay, year. so I'll I, arbitrarily I'll go for the Detroit Lions. So because I remember watching Beverly Hills Cop, and uh, uh, Axel Foley had the <laughs> Detroit Lions jacket. I remember thinking that's cool. So that's uh, I'm I'm just going to pick arbitrarily. I I don't have the NFL depth of knowledge as you you guys. So now, you know, we'll see. Now I know what your Chris Kindle presence is going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can get me. Uh, yeah, Detroit Lions jacket and and a and a Blu-ray of uh, of uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. That 